Hi, this is Sky Matsuhashi, and welcome to the Smart Poker Study Podcast. I'm here to help you learn how to make money in online poker by improving your skills in the most efficient way possible. So I'm a firm believer in the idea that actions speak louder than words. And this is so important in the poker realm. You're playing a hand of poker. Your opponents are checking. They're betting. They're raising. They're choosing two big blinds versus five big blinds. They're calling on a wet board and then leading out when the third spade hits the river. All of their actions are really good. They, they are key indicators to what your opponent is holding. Now, if you can listen to their actions, you can make better reads and then better exploits based on those reads. And I'm going to help you do that in today's episode. Now, you can watch this episode as a video at smartpokerstudy.com slash YouTube 420. While you're watching the video, you're going to see some actual gameplay of me playing a few different hands while I'm uh, imparting my uh, action speak louder than words knowledge to you during the episode. But of course, you can go to the show notes page to help you take notes with everything that you're about to learn as you're listening or through the video. But go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 420. Without further ado, let's undo this gambate. Everybody just stay calm. I can handle this, no problem. I know how to deal. License and registration, please. What seems to be the officer problem? So here's a quote from Byron Katie that I absolutely love. She said, I am a lover of what is, not because I'm a spiritual person, but because it hurts when I argue with reality. She wrote a great book called Loving What Is, all about accepting reality. And as poker players, that's actually a key thing that we all must do. Now, a lot of pain in life, and of course in poker, comes from non-acceptance of reality. Maybe you're late for work for the 10th time, and you get written up, right? You say, oh, my boss is such a jerk. It's just five minutes. Here's your reality check, though. It was your choice to stay up too late binging your favorite show on Netflix and then hitting snooze seven times on your alarm, right? Maybe your dog pooped on the rug again, and you're forced to clean it up. Drat! Again, you say to yourself, darn dog, when's he going to learn to poop outside? Well, here's your reality check. You're the one who hasn't trained your dog to poop outside yet. These same things happen in poker, right? Maybe for an example situation, the normally passive player suddenly wakes up and raises your pocket aces when that third spade hits on the river. You think to yourself, my aces cannot be beat. Maybe this fish is just bluffing and maybe betting with a top pair hand. I got a call. Well, here's the reality check. Passive players only raise on rivers with the nuts. Your pocket aces are beat. Maybe another example, the tight aggressive player they never limp. They limp into the pot. You hold pocket eights and you decide to isolation raise their limp. Then you're surprised when he re-raises you four times your bet. Jeez, what kind of jerk limps and then raises, right? Maybe I'm still ahead with my pocket eight, so I'm going to call. But here's the reality check. Limps and then raises from tight aggressive players, that's a play to sucker more chips out of you when they hold pocket aces or pocket kings. So, Every action that your opponents take on the table, it indicates their potential hand strength. You just need to listen to what their actions are telling you. So here's a story about one of my students. I reviewed a hand of his the other day, and let's call him Denying Denny. Now, he's getting so much better, but he still has a hard time listening to what his opponent's actions are telling him. And this hand illustrates that example perfectly. His weakness right now illustrates it perfectly. Now, 
Danny open raises under the gun with Jack of Hearts, Jack of Spades, right? A fishy player calls out of the big blind. It's heads up on the flop. The flop is 10 of hearts, six of hearts, four of hearts. Monotone, 10 high board. He has pocket jacks, right? Um, with his pocket jacks, one of them is a jack of hearts. He has the fourth nut flush draw plus the overpair. Now, the fish donk bets five big blinds into the 6.5 big blind pot. Now, here's the reality check. Fishy, uh, passive players betting near pot into the preflop raiser on a three flush board equals the flush or possibly even the nut flush draw. Sets two pair top pair and second nut flush draws, they're often just check calling in those spots because they just realize how ugly that board is. They don't have a flush. They don't have a flush draw. They're going to commit as little chips as possible. Remember, Denny is up against a fish right here. Now, Denny ignored this sign of strength and he raised to 15 big blinds. I think the best play for Jen Denny would have been to just call right there, see the turn, uh, and, and you know, play the play the rest of the hand in position against the fish. But he raised to 15, and then the fish just called. Now, here's a reality check for you. Calling a large 3x raise after making a large, almost pot-sized bet, that means that the fish is not scared of Denny's holding on the super wet board. Remember, that board was 10 high, 3 hearts on the board. The turn comes the eight of hearts, putting a fourth heart on the board. Now, Denny has the third, I'm sorry, fourth nut flush with this pair of jacks with the jack of hearts, right? Um, now, here's the reality check, though. That fourth heart on the board, Fishy Frank probably has a flush now. Maybe he was uh, making a big play with just the ace of hearts, but now the fourth heart hits. Really scary situation for Denny to be in, right? What ends up happening is the fish checks. Denny makes a three-quarter pot bet with his fourth nut flush. He thought he was good at the time. But then the fish makes a min check raise. After his min check raise, that pot is 118 big blinds. And the fish only has 27 big blinds behind. Do fish ever do that without a flush? No, definitely not. And without the nut flush? Definitely not. So that's the reality check right here. That raise leaving only 27 chips behind is means that he's just trying to get the most out of he can out of Denny. And he's hoping Denny has a weaker flush. He probably has the ace high at this point, right? So what happens is Denny shoves in his remaining stack and then the fish just calls. The river ends up being a six of diamonds, but then the fish tables the ace of hearts, four of spades for the turned nut flush. And he had raised on, I'm sorry, he made that big donk bet on the flop with that nut flush draw with the ace of hearts. Now, here's the reality check, right? Denny lost his full hundred big blind stack because of his inability to listen to what the fish's actions were telling him. Now, if Denny had just called on the flop, then folded on the turn when that fourth heart hit, he would have saved himself 92 big blinds and a ton of heartache. Now, I want to give you another example of a spot where I listened to my opponent and I won a good pot for it. So on the screen right now, I open raised with a seven suited in the early position. Everybody folded. The big blind fish called. Once again, the same kind of spot Denny was in. I color-coded his HUD green, indicating he's a fish. But when I did that, I also read one of the auto-generated notes, and it said that uh, the fish donk bet with top pair once in the past. That is super useful information. And the flop comes down jack, deuce, eight with two hearts. No help to me at all. The fish does not donk, donk bet, so I doubt he has top pair on the jack, deuce, eight board. He ends up checking to me, and I see bet bluff for just half pot, and he calls. 
Now, the turn comes the three of diamonds, and that puts two hearts and two diamonds on the board. So now he donk bets for three big blinds or one quarter pot uh, into me. Now, seeing those kinds of small bets on wet boards, those off from fish, they often indicate a blocking bet. He has some kind of a draw. He doesn't want to check in and call a bigger bet. He only wants to commit three big blinds, right? So I could have raised him right now. I had absolutely nothing, just an ace high, no draw. I could have raised him right now to bluff him, but I know that fish cannot fold flush draws. So if I bluff raise now on the turn, he's not going to fold. I'm just committing more chips, building a pot in a spot when he's not going to fold. I called his three big blind bet just with the plan of bluffing the river if that flush draw does not complete. The river ends up being the 10 of clubs. So jack, deuce, eight, three, 10. That is lovely. The flush draws don't complete. So he makes another tiny three big blind bet into now a 19 big blind pot. Absolute bluff, right? I knew he was bluffing, so I bluff raised him to 14 big blinds, and he, ended up, and he ended up folding. Now, my listening to his actions and his history, seeing that auto-generated note, everything told me that he was weak, and I found a way to exploit my read. So I want you to become a better poker listener. I believe that most players tell me what they have about 99% of the time. Now, that doesn't mean I listen every single time and make the best read and make the best plays all the time, right? Um, but when I'm reviewing hands, I often see without the pressure of the hand going on, I often see what's going on and I can make good reads off the felt. The key, though, is translating those reads off the felt into good reads in game while you're playing, right? So I've had to develop my listening skills over years, and I want to help you do the same right now. Action's always the greatest teacher, so I have three action steps to improve your poker listening skills right now. Step number one is to begin daily hand reading practice. Now, there's a link in the description down below for uh, some hand reading videos where I show you the steps of hand reading using Flopzilla Pro. Definitely click that link if you want to learn hand reading. Now, when it comes to hand reading, hand reading is the number one skill in poker because it forces you to put your opponent on a range of hands. Then you logically narrow that range through the streets based on their actions and not just based on their actions, based on what you know about their opponent, uh, about your opponent, their stats, their tendencies, their histories, the prior showdowns they've had. You take everything that you know, logically narrow that range and make really good reads on your opponents, right? It translates to better in-game decision-making. Now, the second action step that I want you to do, here's poker's ultimate question. What are they doing this with? This is a question at any spot, in any hand, when you're kind of trying to figure out what's going on, trying to make a read on your opponent, ask yourself that question. The opponent just checked, what's he doing this with? He donk bets three big blinds, uh, one quarter pot, what's he doing this with? Your answer to that question, it's going to require that you take as much information as possible into account to answer it, but the answer is going to help you make the best decision to exploit your reads on the opponent. Now, the third step right here, you want to replay the action of the hand. This is the last thing that I want you to do, and you got to be doing this all the time, right? Anytime a player gets aggressive with bets and raises, replay the action of your hand. Think in your mind, what is going on here? My opponent, in that one hand that I had, he should have thought to himself, okay, my opponent bet on the flop. He just called on the turn with those all the flush draws possible. The 10 hit on the river. What's he doing this with? He should have known with that raise that I made that I had a top pair, a two pair hand, something strong to finally make a bet because that flush draw didn't complete. 
Now, my guess is my opponent didn't think of that, didn't think that way at all. He probably just said, drat, my flush didn't come in. I got a fold. I don't even have a good pair. You know, so I was exploiting that. But if he would have been paying attention, he could have made those same reads and maybe still made that same fold. But then again, he could have made a bigger river bet instead of just three big blinds if he had read that situation a little bit a little bit more properly in his favor. So those are the three action steps to end this video. Make sure you do them. Action step number one was begin a daily hand reading practice. Action step number two, what are they doing this with? Ask yourself that question over and over again. And action step number three, replay the action of the hand anytime your opponent gets aggressive with bets and raises. 